Hey everyone, it's Rebecca. You're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest is Catherine McCord, co-founder of One Potato and founder of Wheelicious. Are you struggling with what the F we are going to cook for our children and ourselves in month nine of this pandemic? Well, so am I. Take a listen as she recommends healthy recipes, quick ways to cook, and how she got her start. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you today. And I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you've done. And then we'll get into the into the belly of the beast. Oh my gosh. Let's see. 13 years ago, I started a company called Wheelicious. Um, I had gone to culinary school and worked in restaurants and catering companies between New York and Los Angeles and realized after I had my first child that I knew how to make a gourmet meal and I had no idea how to feed this newborn baby. Um, so Wheelicious really just became uh, a blog, different recipes every day, the philosophy of like how to make kids great eaters from day one and make cooking easy for parents. I've written three cookbooks. I appear on food network shows, um, you know, just as a family food expert. Uh, and I formed a company called One Potato a few years ago, which is an organic family-friendly meal delivery company. And we are now shipping um, single products as well. So it's it's really exciting. That's incredible. You know, I think as a, as a mother, you sometimes reach a point where you're like, I, I got this. I know what I'm doing. But I have a third child whose diet is French fries, goldfish, yogurt, and pizza. And I cannot get the kid to eat a vegetable or a fruit. So it's it's stumping me every time. And I, and he's not yet old enough to understand bribery. So that's not working either. <laughs> well, the one, the one thing that everyone forgets is it's 21 meals plus snacks per child 52 weeks a year for 18 years. So feeding a child and getting them to be a great eater is like, it's it's a hurdle. It is a hurdle. I don't know if you have any tips, but I will take them right now before we dive into what it was like to build your company. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all of my tips are generally like first and foremost, like kids, you know, we pick what they'll wear, where they'll go to school, like everything about them. So when it comes to eating, the one thing they can do is give you the in- invisible middle finger when you're like, here, eat this. And they're like, I'm not going to eat that. So every the, the tips are generally things like cooking together as much as possible because it really gives kids that opportunity to be active versus passive participants. Taking them grocery shopping once in a while and saying you can pick any fruit or vegetable you want and like teaching it about teaching them, you know, about these different foods. Um growing something together. You know, th- as much as they can get involved in food, that helps a lot and sometimes I think it's okay for parents to take a step back and what whether it's a grandparent, a nanny, a friend who wants to kind of also dive in there and, you know, try to say, hey, you know, like, I love broccoli. And here's like my fun tips, like sprinkling sesame seeds or a pinch of salt, or the way that you cook something like a dip or a dressing and just making it fun and not so much pressure. Yeah, I definitely feel the pressure. I feel it more so during COVID because we're cooking like 100 meals a day. Have you have you had to adapt to this environment with whether it's the delivery service one potato or even at home what you're what you're cooking? 
Oh yeah. I mean, do I feel like a short order cook? Absolutely. I mean, we've had to really like draw the line because, you know, I also have three kids. So, you know, I meal plan every week that helps a ton um, just so that we don't have any waste in the kitchen. Cause that's a big one. I, I also I'll, like sit down each of my kids and I have them give me a list of their 10 favorite foods. And you'd be surprised how much crossover there is amongst your children. Uh, and then by having those foods on hand, you're able to mix and match often and create recipes and simple foods that you're like, oh, wow, I never thought about this. But like, you know, your kid ends up eating it. So again, like let them go through cookbooks and websites, um, showing them some cool, fun cooking videos, because cooking should be like an edible art project. It should be this like really fun experience opposed to like, like I said earlier, like just eat this. Yeah. And there has to be, I guess, some element. I mean, I find this of patience, right? Like, I find it's never a good idea when my kids want to help me if I'm like late in starting dinner and I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for you to measure it out properly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you definitely need to put, I always say like weekends or like one night a week. I mean, I don't expect any family to be like 21 meals, like, oh yeah, come on in. Like, you know, here's your cutting board and, you know, go for it. Because you want to give them, especially younger kids, small tasks. I really say like, get them a cutting board, get them. Uh, their own kids safe knife and pull up a cucumber or a carrot or something that's just like easy for them to chop. So they feel like they're part of making like a salad. I mean, I am shocked that my five-year-old at all times, if I'm like, help me make the salad, she'll sit there and unconsciously eat what she's chopping without me even saying a word. That's amazing. I need to send my kids to live with you for a little bit. Um, we'd have fun. (laughs) All six of us. (laughs) So what's it been like with your company and COVID? Well, we've actually had, you know, we're very different than most companies because we are a full family experience, even family pricing, all the food is organic. Um, we've grown over 300% this year, which has been amazing. But, you know, it's the same reason we started the company. Families have predictable schedules. When you're single or you're a couple, you're like, hey, I'll, you know, I'll go to Whole Foods or I'll, you know, maybe I'll order in, maybe not. When you're a parent, you're like, I have to feed my kids. It's the bane of your existence all day, every day that like the next meal is only a few hours away. So, you know, with One Potato, we've just seen families like really hunkering down, cooking together. We get the most magical emails from people just being like, I always dreaded it. But you know, one potato really becomes an easy solution because the meals take 12 to 30 minutes start to finish. Wow. That's awesome. I think that, you know, it's funny, we looked at our grocery bill and while we're spending so much more, you know, when we go to the grocery store now, we're actually spending far less just because we're cooking everything, you know, we're hardly eating out. And I, I don't know, it just has been a nice thing that brings our family together to sit around the table when we can and eat together. Um, that's definitely been one of the silver linings I found during COVID. Yeah, we and even for us, I mean, that's I, I love that you say that because even as a company, I didn't start my company to be like a food company necessarily. It's so much more mission based in like really getting parents and especially in such a digital age for children that you really get to the dinner table for at least 20 minutes and you're like talking about your day and really connecting child and parent and then the the food becomes the byproduct of you know of that experience. So what has been the biggest challenge doesn't have to be the last 6 months but in starting the company growing it I mean you when you grow like that 
I, we grew like that over the recession in 2009. And let me tell you, it sounds great, but it is stressful as fuck mm-hmm. uh, to grow that way. So what's been some of your biggest challenges? As a company, I think the biggest one has always been like the word, like either meal kit or meal delivery, because you really get thrown in with some other companies that are doing, doing it in a very different way. And, you know, that's why even I've realized more than anything that One Potato is a data company. We've been collecting, we ship over 300 meals. We have several thousand single foods because One Potato, we make everything homemade. Nothing is from a a jar, a box, like the sauces, the dressing, homemade pickles, onions, everything is homemade. So we collect this data because we're trying to zero in on what are the most popular foods that families want over and over. And we're constantly in, you know, interviewing our families about what they need most. And uh, in the past year, it was breakfast and snacks. So off of my most recent cookbook, The Smoothie Project, we launched seven ready to blend frozen smoothie packs. So you just add your liquid, you put your frozen, all the frozen ingredients, you know, bee pollen, hemp seeds, things like people have never realized, like even the smoothie movement has always been so focused on adults. And what we realized are kids love smoothies and it's such a great way to get fruits, vegetables, proteins in their body, sip after sip and a really like delicious, engaging way. Um, so the frozen, the ready to blend frozen smoothie packs which are like food is medicine is going to be our first uh, single product offering that you can get nationwide. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. I'm so happy to hear you say that food is medicine because it really upsets me that modern media or even just in the social zeitgeist, like if you're sick, here's your medicine. And no one looks at our food consumption and what we're eating. And oh, really? There's an an obesity epidemic in the States? Well, is it the Coca-Cola and the Pepsi and maybe the fried foods? You know, like no one wants to look at that. And, you know, I definitely treat food as medicine and, you know, know that if we if we eat healthy as much as we can, you know, our bodies are going to be healthier. And obviously growing children need that health as well. 
So what do you say to people when they're like, oh, you know, but I can just take medicine to be healthy? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just I, 100, every word of what you just said is paramount to me. I, you know, we don't really ever take medicine as a family. And if you're eating your fruits and vegetables and all that, you know, that rainbow and getting protein, you know, a balanced diet, you're going to find that you just don't get sick as often. Uh, you don't need to go to the doctor because, you know, when you're putting toxic foods in your body, obviously your body is going to like freak out and, you know, rebel against it. So if, you know, that's why for our family, we just eat real food. If you just think about every bite that you take, is this real food? Um, I think that you're going to feel better, look better. And, you know, just even, you know, like kids learning, like when they wake up in the morning, if we give them foods like sugars and flowers that like, what does that do? It like makes you want to fall asleep. But if you give them fruits and vegetables and proteins and all these foods that are like firing their brain and body, they're going to perform better, just like adults. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast uh, that I love. It's Wise Traditions. It's the Weston A. Price Foundation. And they were just going over like, why is it that we were all brainwashed that we should have cereal in the morning and, you know, all this high sugar content. And then we wonder why kids can't concentrate at school instead of like hearty, you know, oatmeal or bacon or eggs, or, you know, if you're vegetarian, there's, you know, tofu, all these things that are so good for us. And it's just like, ingrained in us that we should start the day with honey nut Cheerios. Yeah. I mean, some of these foods that are, you know, you think that they're like, they're convenience foods. They're like so easy, but like the long-term effect can be so much more toxic. And when, when you choose to like figure out a quote unquote recipe, that's really only two or three ingredients, but it also like tastes good. And it's simple. It's just like re re like relearning, um, some of the, the bad habits that were instilled, like you said, by, you know, when we were growing up to, you know, have like cereal or Eggo waffles or whatever it is. What would you say to people who are like, that's great that you have this meal delivery service, but I can't afford it. Therefore I can't afford healthy food or, you know, people that are sort of hesitant with managing money and their and their food. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I understand budget. No, you know, I, I grew up in Kentucky. I, my parents did not have a lot. Like we were always budgeting. So there's a few different things. Like I really always encourage people to try to buy organic. And that means like that can mean one food and that can in buying seasonally where organic food is going to be more affordable and choosing a few different foods a week. Like even I will say with one potato, if you put it on paper, how much these meals cost, it's, you know, it's like $24, $25 for a family of four. So, you know, it's, I would say that going to the grocery and buying a protein, a vegetable, like it adds up on your grocery bill. So actually something like one potato can be much more affordable. Um, but, you know, picking, going through your budget and figuring out what you have to spend and then making like a vegetarian meal, one meal that has a meat, you know, and I think that you can do cost savings in ways that would really surprise you just even by having like pantry staples like beans and rice. So, um, you know, just looking at your week, what you have to spend and, uh, you know, shopping accordingly. I also did see that, you know, if some people can't afford organic. There's the dirty dozen, right? If, if you're mm-hmm. going to buy organic, at least buy those. A hundred percent. So um, you don't want like the dirty dozen are the things that are going to have more GMOs and pesticides. Um, so, you know, you want to anything with a peel is going to be a better choice. You know, if, if that's a, because that you're obviously, you know, you can 
like a banana. You can peel it off and the inside is going to be better. But when you're buying seasonally, if foods are, it's easier to buy organic because they're less expensive because it's seasonal. So obviously eating right, you know, in the fall, apples and pears and all these squash um, and, you know, not buying strawberries in January when you know they're going to be, you know, somewhere most likely not grown in the United States and, and shopping local. Like we, and you know, you're New York, uh, I'm Los Angeles. You know, we have pretty incredible farmers markets. Um, so I'm always, you know, a big advocate of buying your food from a source that has less um, trucking, airplanes, you know, carb- keeping the carbon footprint as low as possible. Uh, and, you know, when you're buying at farmers markets, you're tending to get the just like local delicious what's what's magical in your area. Yeah. Agreed. I I read the other day that the apples at my local grocery store have been in transit for eight months and that made me so sad. (laughs) Oh, but see, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, when you buy things that are like right from like just this afternoon, I'm actually taking my kids uh, to a UPIC farm and there's like, there's nothing better than food that is literally eaten from the ground. So fresh and, you know, hopefully pesticide free. So what's next for Weelicious and One Potato? What do you have goal-wise and plans? You know, I mean, we want to be the, you know, 360-degree resource for family food, for products that you touch to what you eat. Um, So the Ready to Blend Frozen Smoothie Packs are coming out next, and it's looking like we're going to be nationwide with one potato um, in 2021. So it's very, very exciting. Oh, that works for me because I'm commuting back and forth to Florida. So I will will take advantage of that. We will get one potato to you because I would love to hear how your three kids and you, you know, you enjoy it. And last but not least, I'd love to ask this question um, to all my guests. What is one thing you've learned the hard way or someone who gave you some incredible advice that you wanted to pass on? Oh, well, the, the incredible advice I have is don't be scared to ask anyone for help. If you know your cousin's brother's sister has a connection for you that is going to help you build your business, you ask for it uh, because people don't get anything unless they, they go for it and ask for help. I'm going to double down on that because I think that sometimes people are scared to ask for help, but anything I've ever achieved has been by asking for help or asking for someone for something. So I love that you said that persevere. Yes, exactly. And what's one thing we'd be surprised to know about you? It can be embarrassing or not, or just uh, a <laughs> um, what I would say that the, I, I always considered myself the person that likes everything, but I don't really like lamb. I guess that, that that's, that's always a shocker because yeah, that's, that's the only thing that I can think like food wise. It was so good to have you on the podcast. Um, Thank you for creating such healthy meals and information and resources because I do think that we're building these little bodies and we got to keep them healthy, even though I'm guilty of not being that way all the time. One day at a time, one day at a time. Don't, don't, parents should never beat themselves up. Go, Go for the wins, not the losses. Totally true. All right. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you, Mega. Thank you so much for listening. As always, don't forget to rate me wherever you listen to a podcast. Leave a review. I do read them all.